Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Monday to you, Steve Sipple. Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. Another loss for Nebraska football. Okay, they led by 10 points at halftime. Defense was good. Offense did enough in the first half. Second half, different story. Another loss. Huskers 3-6. and six. A bowl game very, 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 very unlikely. Barring a miracle in Ann Arbor. And two wins against Wisconsin, Iowa following that. But that's where we are today. How are you? Well, I'd say good. I I don't know what to say tell you. I mean, I better think of something fast as this is a radio show. It is a radio show. We do talk on this show. And I need to tell you things and try to heed the advice of my good friend William, who always says, just say something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it, it that hard, really? No, is it really that no, hard? No, it wasn't. And it's not in this case. It was an interesting game on Saturday. It was dispiriting i mean in the end there's that familiar i don't know you don't probably pay attention to things like this as much as i do because i'm the poet in the room um the quiet in that stadium is sort of disconcerting after a loss like that just the the sheer utter quiet which probably reflects a mood of kind of quiet resignation because the fans can't do anything about what's going on. They just show up, and again, they showed up. God, the stadium was full. It was full It again. was full. I was not there. It appeared very full on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And, and again, look look at the— It was full. Look at that game. I mean, the first drive was awesome. Nebraska goes nine plays, 75 yards. Looked good. The, the, Anthony Grant looked good. The offensive line sit <clears throat> looked good. I mean that was that was about as, you know that was a, a really really good opening drive that was capped off by a Chubba Purdy rushing touchdown. But Anthony Grant was the man. Six carries, six carries, six carries for sixty yards on the game opening drive. Yeah. Now he did not score the touchdown. Chubba Purdy did on a on a keeper to right. the left side. But Anthony Grant looked great. His legs were fresh. <laughs> and Sip, I was saying this to everybody. I said that that was the best series I remember the offensive line playing. In a long time. I mean, they, they looked like they were owning that defensive front on that specific drive. Mm-hmm. And the second drive, they, they got a field goal. They moved the ball 30 yards. Or, they uh, moved 50, the ball 50, 50, 50 yards. 50, yeah. 11 plays, 50 yards, had a short field goal, 24 yards, could not get a touchdown uh, on, a, on a pass that was dropped by Vokalek in the end zone. Tough, tough window, tight window, dropped it. At that point, Grant had 10 carries for 80 yards. Now, Anthony Grant in the game finishes – with 115 yards on 21 carries. He had 14 carries at halftime. He had seven carries in the second half. Nebraska had five straight three and outs at one point. You think they went away from him too they soon? Went, of course they went away from him too soon. Of course they did. Sip, the run, you, you don't stop running the football until you're stopped. 
you don't just stop because you want to. I mean, Minnesota was not stopping Anthony Grant. I couldn't agree more. They just gave up and said, right, we're going back to the passing attack. And, and Chubba Purdy has his flaws right now as a passer. Six for 16 in the ball game. You know, Logan Spellers comes in too late at the very end. Nebraska's already surrendered 20 straight points. Mm-hmm. And they do get a field goal. Mm-hmm. And they have a chance at the end. Trey Palmer drops that pass in fourth down, which if he catches that, you have a chance to go tie the game up. This was not a great game for Mark Whipple. No, it was not. It was not. It was a great opening series for Mark Whipple. You would say that Whipple went away from the run game too soon, right? Right? Yes, of course he did. Because because it was successful. That's what what sucks. It was working. And you would say Whipple didn't handle the quarterback matter all that well, except Mickey's got to step in too. Right. Right? Yes. You would say that Whipple handpicked Purdy handpicked Chubba Purdy, right? He did. And that means Purdy's going to get probably – he's going to get the nod. If it if all things are fairly even, Purdy's going to get the nod. Now, we don't know what it looks like in practice. But Chubba, I don't know. He's young. He's a young guy. You, you hope he's one of those quarterbacks who's a young guy who continues to get better. Some young guys burst on the scene and they're great, Right. I thought Smothers last year looked good when he had a chance to yeah, play. Yeah, he did. Right? The Iowa game, he was he was Six, really good. 16 for 22 for 198 yards passing, and that wasn't even his – I mean, his deal is running, yeah. and he was a good runner. <laughs> exactly. He led Nebraska in rushing that game. Well, even in this game, Smothers comes in, and these they, they complete a long pass to Marcus Washington on the sideline. Great throw, great catch on that fourth down play. Real good catch. Yeah. It was, it, Major league catch. It was a great catch. Mm-hmm. They reviewed it because they called it incomplete. Reviewed it, called it complete after that. Mm-hmm. But it was a, I thought it was a pretty good throw, but a great catch. Right. So, But they weren't pushing it at all with Chubba. There was no pushing. His longest completion was 10 yards. Yeah. He was 0 for 6 on passes of 20 or more. I think that could be 0 for 6 on passes of 10 or more. And One the, of those. The anyway. pick that he threw was in the air for 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a flutter ball. Mm-hmm. They got picked off. And so that's what's frustrating, Sip, is that Nebraska enters this game as big underdogs, and they're leading by 10 at halftime. And pushed the game to the limit. I mean, they, they still had a chance to get in the end zone late. And Palmer dropped the pass. That's right. He dropped it. That was a, a good pass. <sighs> now, it's maddening that Logan on third down didn't run the ball. He, he threw the ball out of bounds. He could have ran for the first down. He would have had 10 yards when he needed five. He would have had the first down. Mm-hmm. But he, he redeemed himself. That throw to Palmer was a good throw, and that ball throw. should have been caught. Yeah, it was in his hand. In his hands. On the money. It was on the money. That ball has to be caught at your best receiver, one of the best in the Big Ten. you got to catch that football. <laughs> See, that's where Whipple – I mean, I know what these guys <clears> – Here's the thing, Jake. 16-point underdogs. Up 10 at halftime. Chance to win late. Not a miserable failure. Right. No, but that's that's it's, not where we want to be. Though. No, like, like no. We, how many times? Not, no, that you, sounds like apologizing. You have not. you have sat in that chair and ripped me in the past for trying to discuss a moral victory. Oh yeah, yeah. But there's and, no there's no I, moral. We victory. just you no. Know, there's not. This, there's this. Game. I will rip you again. <laughs> well, I'm not. <laughs> I, will going, rip I about you. ripped you for saying it wasn't that bad. I was gonna say, hey, now I'm gonna flip the tide on you. No, I know. I just want script here. I know. It's immensely disappointing. And then it's immensely disappointing to hear, hear Caleb Tanner right. 
I mean, I, I'm not immensely disappointed in Caleb Tanner. I'm not. He played great, by the way. You heard him say this live, right? You were in the room? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Caleb Tanner says they wanted it more. They wanted it more. And that Nebraska got comfortable. How in the hell can this team ever be comfortable it's just one, against anyone? It's just one man's opinion. It's just Caleb's opinion. That's a captain's opinion. I know, and it means a it's lot. A, that's a captain who said that. I know, and he's a hard playing. He, he, he's, he's never missed. He's played 53 straight games at Nebraska. He actually had a decent game, didn't he? Oh, he had a, one and a half sacks, two yeah. and a half he tackles a for loss. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was great. Caleb's a, Caleb keeps Six tackles coming. in general, yeah. He was good. Yeah, so he said they got comfortable at halftime. in the, Leading you know, 10-0 and uh-huh. not moving the ball beyond the first quarter. And that Minnesota wanted it more. Now, what I saw is this. Minnesota did turn it up a notch. They knew Minnesota down 10-0 with the ball to start the second half, right? Yeah, and a backup so, quarterback in. Yeah, but that backup quarterback – looked to be more effective than Tanner Morgan. Tanner Morgan was a disaster. Now, his, his numbers weren't terrible in terms of efficiency, but he was 6 for 8, 38 yards, and 3 sacks in the first half. Ethan Kaliakmanis yeah. comes in. Kaliakmanis. A freshman. And immediately they, they, freshman. they start taking shots. They take shots down the field. Well, and what I saw is Mo Ibrahim turn it up. Now, he turned it up in the second half. Look at his first half numbers. He didn't do much in the first half. He, he, they had minus seven rushing yards in the first half. Well, that's taken into account the sacks. Yeah, 28 negative yards with sacks there. <clears throat> but he, he got nothing. I mean, he wasn't doing much at all in the first half, Mo Ibrahim. I was going to find those people that told me at halftime, that, or told me before the game that I was crazy, that I like Chase Brown better than Mo Ibrahim. I was going to find him. I was going to go this, find him. What was his first half, though? Second half, I mean. Well, he looked good second half. He did. Yeah, he looked good. Not as good as Chase Brown. You know what I love about Mo Abraham quickly on this? What? Uh, late in the game, the <clears throat> Gophers had fourth and one. Mm-hmm. And, and and Ibrahim is fighting. He, he's yelling at P.J. Flex saying, we're going for this on fourth and one at midfield. Oh, that's beautiful. That's I mean, beautiful. Sam, you, you, if you didn't, you didn't see it, on, it was on TV. I mean, he was in P.J.'s face saying, we oh, are going for it. That's a warrior. That's I said, that's, I want that guy in my exactly. team. Exactly. And when they decided to punt, eventually he was. I mean, he he was pissed. He stormed onto the sideline. He was pissed. I'm like, yeah, you should be pissed. Yeah. They win the game, but still, Mo Ibrahim dialed it up a notch. He reminded me of a maybe like a pro NBA player who's 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 probably pacing himself a little bit in the first half, just a yeah, little bit, possibly. Just a little bit, and then things got dicey. And this first, I saw it on his first few carries of the se- of the second half. He was running a, a just a a notch harder. He was finishing runs a, a little bit harder, and and then you know, and maybe Caleb was right. Maybe that maybe that was reflective of a team that did want it a little bit more. Well, I mean, Minnesota has more to play for. I guess they're they're still thinking they're in the division run because Illinois lost. They're now one game back of Illinois as four other four teams are in second place, tied one game back of Illinois. Nebraska is not one of those I teams. Know. Let's get some calls. <laughs> 402-464-5685. Call or text as always. If you can hear us, you're on early break. Who do we have? Go ahead. Good morning, Steve J. Okay, what's it's the report? The what's the report from the Baldwin Shop and West Stadium? <laughs> well, 
Steve, yeah, I, you know, you guys hit it on the head. Uh, the, you know, it, it was kind of like the, the, the Groundhog Day movie. Uh, I thought, to me, the Illinois-Minnesota game really mirrored each other kind of a little bit. We had a really good first quarter, first quarter and a half. Uh, then the uh, rolling blackout on our offense happened. You know, uh, <laughs> the, defense, the defense really, Steve Jake, the defense played well enough to win that game, I thought. You know, now, now Minnesota, which to me, I came away with, I don't think they're really a, a very good team. I, they've got one option on offense, and that's the running back. And they only had, they had what, 31 yards of total offense at half, and they had like, I, I think it was close to zero net yards rushing after after the first half. What, Minnesota, they had minus seven yards rushing. Yeah, M- yeah minus and, seven. And uh, you know, and then like you said, Steve, they woke up. Minnesota looked like uh, they didn't answer the alarm there Saturday morning. Really, it looked like uh, that. They, it did. they were asleep. Yeah. Yes, they were pretty dead, uh, Steve Jake. Uh, the way it looked in the in the first half, but you know they came alive. They're, 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 I, I don't know if they're off. They're, you know their offensive line's all right. It, I don't think it's as good as in the past. Tana Morgan, I tell you, I, for a six-year, seventh-year, twenty-five-year-old quarterback, whatever he is. Well, I tell you, he, he, yeah, he just didn't look real good. Now, you're talking about Purdy being young. Uh, I was impressed, really, pretty much. I, when Minnesota brought in their, their redshirt freshman, I think he's a redshirt freshman. Yeah, he is. He is. Redshirt freshman, Chris. Uh, yeah, Steve, I thought, I thought he played pretty poised. You know, oh, yeah. he run the ball when he had to pretty good. Uh, threw some passes. They were picking on our true freshman there a couple of times in the second half. Um, but yeah, it, you know, once again, it's pretty pretty disappointing. Uh, the game, the overall situation. You know, um, it doesn't look good going forward uh, at Michigan this week. Um, Iowa and Wisconsin. Now they play each other this Saturday, which. I tell you what, I don't know what time that game's on, but I, I want to watch that thing. And uh, they seem Iowa seems to be getting their act together. Wisconsin yes, playing playing good. And let's face it, Michigan's got. I was looking at statistics yesterday. Michigan's got the the uh, second best defense in the country, uh, but behind Illinois, I think they've got the best run defense. You know, it's this is. Uh, yeah, I tell you, it don't look good up there this Saturday in Ann Arbor. Uh, but Steve, Jake, you know, in three weeks, you know, this is all going to be over, and here we go into the off season, talking about next season again. And and uh, uh, a month from now, we'll probably have a new coaching staff. I, I don't know if I, I. My gut feeling is right now, I I don't think any of these coaches are going to be around next year, but who knows, you know, we'll, we'll see how this plays out, but uh, it looks like we're looking down the barrel at a, at a three and nine season again. And uh, it's uh, very sad. Like you said, Steve, that, that stadium was pretty quiet in the second half up there. I looked behind me uh, there because we're in the front row in the, in the balcony up there in the West stadium. And 
boy, there was a lot of empty seats with about nine minutes to go in that game, you know. And but that's you know that's the way it's been though in in this millennium here. It's 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 been uh, it's been uh, uh, bad football, and and uh, we're getting more of it. And uh, I hope uh, I hope Steve Jake the the next coach can turn this around, but uh, it, it's going to be tough. You know, I'm I'm sticking with my guns, you guys. I'm I'm saying this this is a program right now that's just probably going to be a four to nine win program going forward. Or three. Uh, but nine wins are on the up years, but we're going below that four win uh, tally on the low end here the last couple of years. But Steve Jake. Let's hope for better times, and and uh, you guys, uh, uh, one bright spot is listening to you guys, and and uh, we'll uh, we'll get through this, I hope. But uh, oh, we will. Anyway, guys, hey, great show. I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks. Well, thank you, Chris, and thank you for the compliment. And you're a bright spot too. I like the reports from West Stadium. Rolling blackout. <laughs> that was his description of the offense, which Chris, I appreciate. I like that, that too. So the rolling blackout means to. Six straight series that ended in a punt. Here, I'll give you those series. Are you ready for this? This is how it went for Nebraska. Five straight three and out. Yeah, Nebraska yes. goes three plays, negative one yards, three plays, three yards, three plays, four yards, three plays, 20 yards, three plays, three yards, and then uh, the interception was with three plays, negative five yards. And that started late in the sec. It, yeah. Late in the what? Well, the problem here, Sip, is when that did it start? the first the first three and out is when Nebraska had a chance to really go, you know, put the you know, pedal to the metal here. Which was when they get the ball at Minnesota's forty eight following a punt. Mm-hmm. So you're up ten zero. You hadn't had a three and out yet, and Nebraska that drive the first play is a false start, so they go backwards. When was that? To when was that? This was with eight seventeen to go in the second quarter. Okay. Nebraska leads ten zero. They have the ball. <laughs> At Minnesota's 48 to begin. They get a false start. The drive goes nowhere. They punt uh, three plays, negative one yards, and then Minnesota. it's a punt fest the rest of the half, and then Minnesota comes out and scores their field goal to begin the second half. And it, Nebraska does not respond. Right. Ever. Until no. they're down by 10. Yes. So probably had to move away from Purdy earlier, from Chubba earlier, should have. Now it's hindsight. We get the benefit of hindsight. Although I'm sure there's a lot of people that are saying, no, I was saying it during the game. Probably Then they probably were. Um, yeah, the rolling blackout, I mean, it, it, it just happens, and you're like, I don't know, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Whipple. Ah, Whipple. In defense of Whipple, this is not what he envisioned. He envisioned having, you know, Frost, working with Frost, Hired by Frost, working with Frost, having Casey. Um, you know, I think he would understand that Casey's been getting hit all year long. That you're going to have to plan without him. Sometime. Right now, he and would... again, now, now, Sim, they said all throughout practice this week it was Logan and Chubb. They both got reps uh-huh. because Casey wasn't practicing until maybe late in the week. Uh-huh. So they had reps. They should have been prepared. Yeah, I'm trying to defend him. It's hard to do. Whipple. I'm not now. I've heard some guys up in the press box comparing Whipple. You know, this is as bad as Diaco. Mm, I'm not going that far. It's a little different situation, right? Um, 
again, Whipple didn't plan on it being like this without Frost. You know, he's hired well, by Frost. My, my question to you would be this then. Okay, so Mickey Joseph, within his first week as head coach, fires Eric Shenander. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you should fire Mark Whipple. Not, it's not, uh, hold, how do you hold, do just this? Just hear me on this. Right. But now, Whipple, now Mickey said he's going to let Mark run the offense. That's his thing. Mark calls plays. That's his thing. Mark's the offensive guy. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to give yourself the best chance to maybe be the permanent head coach here going forward, and you see things are going south in a football game, you might have to step in and say, hey, something's got to change here, Mark, or I'm, gonna, I'm demanding this happens. Right. If you're the head coach, if you want to be it's, it's tricky. the head coach. Yeah, he said now, – now, Mickey said that in the postgame that he and Whipple were on the same page. Yeah, here's, here's that. Here's a Mark – Mickey Joseph on that comment right there. Well, I thought Whip and I was on the same page because when we thought the kids were struggling, we wasn't seeing it, we went, we went to Logan. So we, we communicate, and um, I'll let Whip makes the call, but if I think it's a call that he should make, then I'll let him know. But we, we, was, we were on the same page today when it came to the quarterback. Well, so they brought Smothers in for one series. He goes three and out, and then they put Chubb in for the next one after Chubb had already struggled for a couple of series before that, mm-hmm. right? Right. Which I thought was, again, okay, was, was that fair to give him one series only when Shelba had just had a bunch of struggles himself? There wasn't a turnover. Then, you know, give the ball back in the, deep in their territory. He just went three and out like Chubba had been doing previously to that. Yeah, Logan went in with 7.30 left in the third quarter initially. Okay, Logan went into the game with seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter. He ran the ball right for five yards. Um... Then they got a two-yard gain, um, a two-yard gain, and a and 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 Oliver Martin dropped a pass on third and three. It was a good throw, right? Oliver Martin pa- dropped a pass on third and three. Buscini boomed a 57-yard punt, and then yeah, Chubba was in on the next series. Um, Chubba was in on this on the next series after that, and then they went back to Smothers for good. Okay, that's how that went. That was the sequence. So you, you yeah, maybe they should have just stuck with Smothers. Yeah, um, that would probably be the the reasonable conclusion here. When sh- when when Logan went in with seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter, he did throw a good pass on third and three to Oliver Martin, who dropped, dropped it. it. Now before that, again, the the interception that Chuba threw was not a good throw. That that's was why it got pulled, basically. Um, I mean, that, no, no, that, no. Was, that was the final thing. What happened was actually, now what happened was Chubba nearly threw an interception to Terrell Smith, and that's when they put Logan in. Um, he nearly did. Well, Chubba did throw a pick. Yeah, he came back later, Fourth and Terrell third. Smith yeah. did get him. That's right. All right, Terrell Smith yeah. damn near had a pick on a terrible yep, pass. Right. That was horrible. Yeah. Um, Went right through his arms. Yeah, just a, dropped it on a third and six. That would have been a killer because it was a, it would have been deep in Nebraska's territory. And then they went. Maybe they got. Maybe Mickey and Mark got a little whip. Got a little spooked and went with Logan. With again, with seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter. That's when you probably should have stuck with Logan. Right. Why'd you go back to Chubba after one <clears throat> series? Yeah, Chubba turned the ball over. Chubba went back. Now this is where you get criticized. Whip. Now it's hindsight, but they went back to him for a series that went three and out. Then on the next series, Chubba threw the flutter ball that was picked by Terrell Smith. And then, the, the, so yeah, I mean the fans are saying that that they went to 
they they stayed with Chuba too long. Uh, valid, probably valid. I, yeah, I mean, I thought that the whole game watches it gives Mothers <clears throat> a chance. Yeah, I mean, certainly if, if this, this Chuba's not getting it done, that's not the answer. Mm-hmm. Like, I again, if Casey plays this week, you expect you, he starts. But if if it's not him, you have to start Smothers. Mm, if you so. start Purdy, if if Casey can't play, this is if if Casey cannot go, right? I, you cannot, you can't start Chubba Purdy. You can't, you can't. We have seen too much evidence that he is not, he should not be the second. He has not earned it. He has not no. earned it. He was six for sixteen in that ball game, right? Six for sixteen again. Mm-hmm. Longest completion, ten yards. Mm-hmm. He's just zero for six and passes over twenty yards. Yeah, that, that's not, it's not good football. It's not quarterback play. Let's, let's see, let's see what the fans are saying we got some more uh calls coming in 402-464-5685 you can hear us you're at, you're next up on early break go ahead can you hear me yes. yeah we can, can hear you we great here? we can hear you great um why is it that uh mickey is getting judged on a bunch of players that had their butts powdered for the last five six years not not running the full pads in practice, just an absolute dumpster fire of a line, absolute dumpster fire in the quarterback room. If it wasn't for Mickey, we wouldn't even have the, uh, the our number one quarterback. Smothers and Purdy both are horrible. They're horrible. And put them behind a bad line, they're, go- they're even worse. So why is Mickey getting judge on Scott's horrible, horrible recruiting and his players, but we're going to give guys in the S- in the the, uh, the Big 12, we're, you know, they came in and they're in their second, third year of building a program in the Big freaking 12, no defense. All right, thank you. If it ain't somebody from, if it ain't somebody from the SEC, or the Big Ten itself, um, I think you're just going to be looking at the same old thing. It's going to be Groundhog Day. If you get to Jimmy's and Joe's, there's a lot of guys that know the X and O's, but if you can't get to Jimmy's and Joe's, that's what we have right now. We don't have the Jimmy's and Joe's. Our, our only quarterback, and guess who brought him in? Mickey. And if Mickey's gone, the quarterback's gone. And look what we got next year. Nothing. Um, he gets judged on Scott's failures. He won two games. That, that, that's already a, a, a freaking uh, a miracle to me. Especially behind the... I'm just, uh, it irritates the crap out of me that he's getting judged on a couple games that and only two people he brought in. They're the best two people on the team. Coaches under the bus to save his 
but you should have been gone last year. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate that. All right. Well, now he's got a point now, and I'd like to ask you that question, and I'd like to ponder it. Is it fair to judge Mickey on what he inherited? I, that is a question that has been rolling around my brain for a few weeks. Well, it, it, it's a fair question to ask, and it's the right question to ask. He, there's a reason why the coach was fired midseason. So there's obviously a lot of things were wrong with this program. Not midseason, in season. Yeah, I mean, after it wasn't three, mid-season. three games into the season, yeah. you fired your head coach in and season. said, all right, take over and, and direct this the right way, Mickey. September 11th. Was the date so of the fire? They lose to Oklahoma. They get a bye week. They beat Rutgers. They beat, I say they beat Indiana. Then they beat Rutgers, and then you know they haven't won ever since. I, I, I'll tell you something. I, the caller has a he asks a good question, a great question, and I do. I think it's fair. No, no. If that's what we're doing here is judging Mickey game by game, no, I don't think that's fair. I don't know. I don't know how anybody could say that's fair. It's not what he he didn't inherit he didn't create this mess. He's just trying to Okay, Mickey did not create this mess. He's just trying to make it work. Right? Um and he's done he's done an okay. I'd say he's done a good an okay to good job. I don't know what what can he do? He could have now in this instance he could have this this quarterback discussion is not necessarily on Whipple. It's probably on Mickey, right? Right? That's what I think. <clears throat> now, that's that's one thing you can judge him on. And there's a few other things, but uh, I'm, I'm with the caller. I do I do ponder that. Now, here's the, here's the question, though. What do you do now? What do you do? Could you, you – I mean, could you – if they lose out, Nebraska, could you name Mickey as head coach and get a good reaction from the fan base? That's what – that's what this conversation has been because that has seemed like a likely scenario for quite some time now that Nebraska could go three and nine again mm-hmm. and he'd have his two wins against Indiana and Rutgers and lose the rest of the games. When he lost that close game to Purdue, that was a thought. Okay, this might not go the way we want it to. Then they lose to Illinois. And then he said, all right, well, how, if you lose to those teams, are you going to beat any of the teams in November? Right. And it's, and it's not, it's, unfortunately, it's not fair, but life's often like that. No, it's not really fair to Mickey that it's worked out this way. But you got to think about, oh boy, again, Jake, I asked the question, what if at the end of this line, if they get one, say if they get one more win, could you hire Mickey on a four and eight coming off a four and eight season and get the the jolt that you want in the fan base? I don't know if he could. I don't know. Well, you already have fans who a, are a pointing, positive jolt. Well, the the fans are pointing to at least something in recruiting going on. Mm-hmm. Some positivity there. Yeah, there is. There is that. And and that's a lot of that's tied to Mickey Joseph. A lot of it is. Of course it is. But and Vince Ginta running and Trev, Vince Ginta, Vince Ginta running the recruiting department. Trev Albert's job is to hire the best man for this job <clears throat> to get this program off the ground. Mm-hmm. It's not to to say, well, you know, and maybe make it. Maybe it's Mickey, but it's not his job to say, well, we'll see what he can do. It's not if his... he does not believe that that Mickey is at the end of the day the best candidate for this head coaching job, then he shouldn't be okay. the top candidate now, for you the head could, coaching. You job. could come at me out with this. It's not Trev's job to hire the coach that'll most excite the fan base. It's his job to 
to find to find the best coach. Yeah, it's that not he believes it, for it, this place. And I need to, I need to remind myself of that. It's not his job to find the guy that's most exciting to the fan base and that the fan base is going to sign off on. That's something that he sh- sh- should consider in the mix. But if he believes that Mickey, if Trev Alberts believes that Mickey is the best coach, do you still hire him at three and nine? That's the question, right? But that and that's why, to me, for those who think that the, they, they're, they're not three and nine yet, by the way, no, they're not. But for those who believe the the search is done and it's just sealed, I, I just don't, I don't believe that fully. Because I don't of, believe it at all because of what you said. I mean, if 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 the if you believe that Mickey fans, if you believe fans that Mickey is the guy and he just lose the next three games to Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin, which are very likely, you're going to be underdogs in all three of those games. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna you're just going to turn a blind eye and say it didn't, didn't matter? You know, that's not his team. He inherited this. Well, he, we see he's building something. If you believe he's the best coach. And there's a lot of people that still believe that. Right. I can tell you, as far as the rumors go, that as of Friday, there was no decision made. Trev doesn't have his guy as of Friday. The rumor mill is out of control. Not It doesn't have to be. Listen to me. I know. I'm, um, yeah. I'm saying in general – what you're saying is true. The rumor mill is stupidly out of control right. beyond this. Right. I can tell you that as of Friday. Now, I'm, it's Monday, so you never know what could have happened over the weekend. But as of Friday, I was told un, that under that there's, there's, just, there's no decision made. None. No decision. So, now it's got it's going to happen here pretty soon, but that's where it stood Friday. I just got to stay off Twitter. No, you don't. The rumor mill is You ridiculous. don't have to stay off I just Twitter. have avoided it for a while. Because it's, it's crazy. People are just putting stuff out through the wind. See what, you don't what have hits. to believe everything you and read. And I don't read. I believe hardly anything in it. More next and early break in the ticket.